Fuck one, everyone, and welcome to Film Shrapnel, your number one spot for everything movie. My name's Tobias, and this is my co-anchor and partner in crime, Craig Britton. Hello, Craig. Hey, Tobias. How's it going, man? I'm not bad, mate. I'm not bad. And welcome to episode two of Janime, our anime month of January. Uh, and today, we've watched Akira, or Akira. I have to say, man, like we haven't got round to recording the next one, but I will say that I think we've made some pretty good choices for movies this month. I'm pretty pleased. Yeah, I, I quite liked I quite like this one. I think I like this one a lot more than Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And, however, I still think that my rating for this might be similar to my rating of Ghost in the Shell. So by default, I think my Ghost in the Shell rating needs to come down. Ooh. Just, just after watching this, I'm like, okay, this is this is what I was more expecting when I when we watched Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I was thinking you would probably say something like that because this film has a lot more action. It doesn't hold back on it, and it moves at a much faster pace. And Absolutely. I, like the biggest thing that we were talking about with Ghost in the Shell. Uh, was how uh, how much of the dialogue just got spilled through, sorry, how much of the plot got spilled through dialogue, but we don't have any of that, any of those kind of issues no. here. No, not at all. Uh, this is well told. It's very succinctly uh, put there for you to digest. And do you know what I think is interesting? This was... Uh, made by the guy who did the manga as well. Ah, that's quite interesting because I was Isn't thinking, it? yeah, because I was thinking with Ghost in the Shell that some of the the ways that the the dialogue, the plot got spilled through. Uh, I'm saying it kind of weirdly. Uh, I was thinking that that because a lot of the plot was spilled through dialogue, that was because it was from a manga. But obviously, here, if it if this is made by the same guy. Mm. Uh, maybe that's not the issue. So, or maybe they just knew how to change it from one medium to the next a bit better. So the the little bit that I know is that the the sort of first sort of main series of the manga ends with that big explosion at the end of the movie. But then the ending of the movie is the ending of the manga, but there's like three series of stories in between that in the manga hmm okay so there's a lot more they condensed it a lot then here yeah but i don't really know but but because i haven't watched the uh the sorry because i haven't read the manga i don't know any more than that so i don't really know how you can cut three years of stories and and it still work but apparently that's the case there might be some hardcore fans who hate the movie then, who are like, ah, they cut so much. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Well, again, interestingly, he made this movie. So he started making the manga. Then he made the movie in the middle of him creating the manga. But he finished the manga well after completing the movie. So 
the movie and the manga actually influenced each other quite a bit. Hmm. So I, I, I actually think a lot of people are satisfied with this movie for the most part. Okay. Yeah, that'd be interesting it, to find out if that's not the case, but it, though. But, but this is it. Without having, you know, spooled through the manga, it's really hard to have an opinion on it. But it is. Yeah. I thought it. Was, I thought it was an interesting fact. But yeah, I, I, I really don't know much beyond that. Uh, yeah. Did you watch this? Did you watch this in Japanese? I did. I couldn't find a dubbed version. But I, I didn't want a dubbed version. I went Japanese. That I think that was a problem with Ghost in the Shell for me, and so I went Japanese, and I much preferred watching an anime in Japanese. Yeah. But why do you think that is? You prefer to read it than to hear it. I just think that the, the I, I, I often I, I just find that there's often uh, stuff lost in translation with uh, dubbing it, but when you subtitle it, you still have sort of the inflections and tone of voice in order to try and figure figure out context, I guess, or additional context. So I, I think there's less lost in translation when you read it, but hear the original audio. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, maybe I should test that out one, t uh, one day, watch something first in uh, dub and then in sub and see if it changes my opinion. To, to be fair, it might be different for everyone, but like for, I've often found for me, I think that's the best way to, uh, to engage. Cause you remember when we did Jackie Chan month, there was a, there was a few films that when watching it in the original audio and when I was a kid, I'd always watched it dubbed. So watching it back with the original audio and subtitles, I actually picked up stuff that I never caught when I was a kid. So it's only a recent discovery of mine, but it's certainly <laughs> a discovery, you know, certainly something I'm going to live by now. Uh -huh. Um, also, th this movie was significantly longer than Ghost in the Shell, and I think it benefits from that. Yeah, I don't think it felt much longer, though. Like, because it had so much going on that it didn't feel like it was lagging or anything. Mm. It, it was the yeah. length that it needed to be. Should we, should we get into the story? Yes. Uh, I, only, I only wrote down... Uh, Canada and uh, Tetsuo's name. Everyone else, I don't remember their name. Um, I think those are the only two names I remember as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, though, there is an amazing character that's like just a really small Donald Trump in a floating wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a good guy. He's he looks. Yeah. But he, uh, he doesn't come across as a good guy initially. Initially, he comes off very Trump. Very, very Trump. Yeah. By the way, I know I'll ask you this later. Uh, so, uh, no, let's let's go into the plot, actually, because if I start, I'm going to start, like, going on massive tangents. So oh, go, go on, then. Go on. After you, sir. So what do we have here? We have the beginning of the film starts with a massive explosion. So, uh, yeah, like it's been a, there's there was some kind of war that destroyed tokyo yeah and i think the year now if i was correct did i write down the year i think i think it's 2019 
Yeah, so this has already happened. We're already in the. We're already, that that's to be honest. That's like what thirty years after the film was made. So yeah, mm. oh, it's a bit old actually, but it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Uh, so now we're living in Neo Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Like, yeah, everything is kind of rebuilt. It's more futuristic. Everything's bigger, but we have a lot of like disorder in the streets. Uh, it's very, yeah, it's like Gotham City now. Yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison, actually. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of civil unrest. People are protesting. Um, we have our mayor at one point who I think is, they's really made him look like a rat. There was a little bit of a plot. Yeah. Thing. Um, but yeah, he kind of disappeared at one point. But the mm. the real plot really is that we have these young guys who are in a biker gang. It reminds me a little bit of Mad Max in in a way. Uh, yeah. So we have, okay. Okay. Yeah, you can kind of see it a little bit. Yeah, like, isn't there yeah. a kind of thing with like the future and yeah. biker gangs and? I, I I mean I I hadn't seen it when I was watching it, but now you've said it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All kind right, of. Fair. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds right. me, but I wouldn't say like heavily. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll think, give it. Yeah. You, you feel I'm pushing it a bit there? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I just didn't initially think of it. But yeah, yeah. Now you bring it up. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. So we have our our main guy is Canada, who sounds like Canada. Um, yeah. We have Tetsuo. And... Who, who sounds like a car? Yeah, he does, and. At first, I thought Tetsuo was supposed to be like a year or a, a bit younger than Canada, but I he think isn't. well, it kind of implies later on that they're more or less the same age. Maybe he's just a bit shorter than Canada. Canada's a bit yeah, of a he, bigger guy. But, but Canada always sort of like looked out for him, which would imply that he's like younger in some way. Must, even Maybe. if only a little bit, he must be younger. Maybe, yeah. I always just thought it was more because he was bullied and stuff. Yeah, he was always looking out for him. Mm, and Tetsuo, he wants to try to like prove himself a little bit that he's not just a kid. And so, while we're in the future, they're going around beating up some clown gang. Can, uh, I, can I can I just say with this clown gang, I'm pretty sure you see there's one of them. He's riding the motorcycle, but his arms are crossed, and I died laughing. I was like, oh, I love that. But he <laughs> he's he's so macho. That he, he he can ride the motorcycle with his arms crossed. That was jokes. Ah, I didn't see that one. I, th- I think uh, it's just in the background. I'm sure it's just one guy in the back, and I'm like, oh yeah, I like that. I quite like that. I wrote it down. I thought it was funny. Yeah. And then so, meanwhile, while they're beating up uh, clown gangs, uh, what was the what was the juggalos? Maybe is better. <laughs> um, that. There is some guy going through the city with this kind of man, uh, old old child is the best way to describe it. Uh, yeah. And for, I don't, actually don't know why that happened and why they were there. Uh, yeah, I don't I, think they explained that, actually. So, so we, we know that, like, they, these are going to be, like, the psychic children, right? But again, l- like you, I always thought that they were going to explain, oh, some guy tried to liberate him or something, you know, he got close to a guard and then the guard helped him escape or whatever. But then when we get back, he acts like he doesn't want to leave. So like, like I say, initially I was like, Oh, he's escaped. But then, you know, when he goes back to them, 
I suppose they do explain that actually. How they so? do explain that. Well, because then like uh, Donald Trump comes to pick him up <laughs> at that at that point, and he's like, "You got to come back with us. You, you know, we can't survive out here." Oh yeah, okay. So maybe there is something there. Yeah, but, but it still but didn't again, explain he, who that. He, but he didn't want to be there. Clearly, he he initially escaped, and then that guy must have been someone who who worked at the facility, perhaps, and yeah. helped him escape. You know, but what, yeah. My... You, but but they, that's the last we ever see of the guy. Yeah, he gets Although, killed. You know, to be fair, we just we have skipped a crucial point. This is this uh, just before this bit. We get the very very famous Akira bike slide. Yeah, you know no, that, you'll see it in the posters. You see it in the posters. You see it in a bunch of other fucking movies and TV shows. Uh, have you seen the new? You haven't seen the new Jordan Peele new movie? Nope. Have you? No, I haven't got round to it yet. No, it, they they do the Akira bike slide in that. Ah, and I, I was I, watching. Jo- I was watching Jordan Peele in an interview, and they were like. Oh, you you got to do the the sorry they they were like oh you did like Akira here and he just looks at the clip and then he just gets all excited he's like I got to do it man I actually got to do the Akira bike slide so like yeah he he's clearly a fan of this movie like so many other people yeah yeah I I think yeah they're they're really into their films those guys it, like a lot more is, than people probably think it is a very cool bike slide. It's a very cool bike as well, just in general. It is a very cool bike. It is a very cool bike. I like. They kind of remind me of Tron bikes. Yeah. Remember Tron? Yeah. Especially because of the lights that follow them as as they're driving along. Yeah. And yeah. These, um, yeah. yeah it's it, cool. It, for, for me, I got like Tron Blade Runner vibes from this film. Another film, like two films in a row now, uh, animes that have had Blade Runner vibes. Blade uh, Runner was a massively influential man I don't know. i'm not too surprised oh, yeah. i think anything really that's set in a kind of uh, dystopian future automatically kind of draws a little bit from blade runner like yeah it's, it's, it's hard not some... to yeah e- even even uh, that really bad super mario brothers movie from the 90s yeah with john leguizamo and bob oskins like even that like it's like okay but why have you made this like blade runner why haven't you made this <laughs> why haven't you made this like the Super Mario Land games, yeah, yeah. I, I've interesting read up on film, that, though. by the way. Yeah, In, we, interesting film though. I actually think that film's underrated. I like it. It's weird. It's I different. remember watching it as a kid, and I didn't think it was really like I was trying to. Is this really like even as a kid, I was like, I can't really see the connection with uh, Super yeah. Mario. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, just... it's it's so different. It's so different. It's such a unique beast. It's it's so confusing. I love it. Yeah. I love it's it. a case study on on films gone wrong. Yeah. So, um, well, so get look, carry on with the story. So, uh, Tetsuo gets injured when they when this biker gang interacts with the uh, with the little kid psychic, and then there's like a bike accident, and then when Donald Trump kid shows up to take the other psychic back to the lab with him, the government also pick up Tetsuo as well and take him in for, I assume they experiment on him and then they end up giving him psychic powers just like the other kids. I think he got psychic powers from his interaction with the old, the the old boy 
Did they give him a name? If they did, I didn't catch it. I think um, all three. I think all three of those kids had names. I just have absolutely. I just know two character names. Yeah, there's no, only two I, characters I wrote down. Yeah, so I I think uh, I think it's. I don't think that they gave him psychic powers. I think it happened by accident when he interacted with that. So when he, he crashed he inter- into the boy. When when you touch a Benjamin Button, you become a Benjamin Button. Something like that. Yeah, I think something yeah. like that happened, but. There's something I wanted to mention. So this guy earlier on who uh, is leading the, the old boy out through the protests in the city and gets shot because he has a gun. Uh, I actually don't know why he even bothered to go through the men. Yeah, why would he even do that? He went right through the middle and then got sh- uh, like started shooting and then he got shot. Maybe he would have been smarter not to have done that, but never mind. I was thinking the whole time I saw that bit, that this is going to come back in like later, like somehow it's going to reflect on like there's going to be some time travel or something, and he's going to turn out to be characters from from the rest of the story who somehow got tied up in it. I thought something like that was going to happen. Maybe it's better it didn't happen. I don't want my I don't want my expectations to be met. I want my expectations to be subverted. It's better. True, true. It is better to. Because I will say this film did subvert my expectations, especially the ending. I I know we're trying to set up the story, but if you if you will permit me to skip to the ending, but we have this whole like mystery of like what was Akira. I say a mystery; it's only a mystery to the audience. But like Akira was this, I guess, another one of these psychic children that uh, they. I think it. I think it's revealed that they were the cause of the explosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we see at the beginning of the movie that basically destroys original Tokyo. Um, now, uh, when they when they get Akira, it's this big fucking like containment thing, and then they open it. You think it's going to be like some crazy creature, and it's just like a couple of vials of test tubes that like. And it turned out, oh yeah. Uh, the real Akira died. We dissected the shit out of him to make you lot. You know, we're we're trying to make we're trying to pass on his abilities to everyone. You know, yeah. I thought it was pretty a, a pretty yeah. I, I just wasn't expecting it. I quite liked it. And of yeah. course, Tetsuo wasn't expecting it. But to be fair, we're getting so ahead of ourselves. We are. Yeah. I, I seem to recall it around this point when they take Tetsuo off. Um, What's his name? Canada. He gets taken in. The biker kids get taken in by like the feds. Yeah. And they're all getting like checked out for being like rebels. And uh, Canada sees a girl that he just finds attractive and decides to to get her out with him. But she is one of the rebels, as it turns out. So he did do a solid. But his motivation was, oh, pretty girl. Yeah, Ooh, he, had, he has no political motivations. He's he's just a guy no. on the streets. By the way, he there's just wants no to parents. Chase and tail. There he's are no parents tail. in this movie. Well, I assume there are parents. Like they're all going to school, and like, what kind of kid who is like runs in a rebel, a rebellious biker gang at night would choose to go to school if they had if they didn't have parents? They just wouldn't go to school, would they? They'd just That's be true. their biker gang all day. They must have parents enforcing some kind of law on them. But at yeah. night, they just do their own thing. 
I'd, I'd, they reminded me of Batman and Robin, like the motorcycle gangs in Batman and Robin, and it really shouldn't have. That's a bad movie. <laughs> well, you know, even bad movies get influenced by good movies, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what happened next? So, Canada well, uh, gets out of prison. Could, yeah, they, they get out. Hell. We find out that Tetsuo, we, so, yeah, you're, you're quite right. They get out. Then we find out that Tetsuo has, like, telepathy of some kind. Uh, but he can't control it, and it's painful for him, which is very important. Yes. So basically, he... And he's also getting kind of angry, and he's fed up with people. Uh, he wants to basically escape. He wants to get out of the city, which he's struggling to do. Uh, I think he takes his girlfriend with him at one point. He tries to leave and Canada, he steals Canada's bike because Canada's bike is supposed to be like super fast because like, he's like yeah. uh, jacked it up. And they get attacked by the clowns again, I think, right? They do, um, yeah, they do. And it, it gets pretty rough as well because they rip off, uh, they rip off te- uh, the girl's shirt. Yeah. And, and Canada it- has to come and save the day. But Tetsuo yeah. is pissed off because Canada always helps him, but he does. He wants to be his own man, you know. Tetsuo. He doesn't want people to uh, look out mm. for him. Um, and yeah. But then he he starts hallucinating, though. At that point, that's when Canada's like, "Look, there's something wrong with you. This isn't you. This isn't normal, Tetsuo." And he start. I think this is the first time we hear like a sort of the voice of something saying Akira in his head yeah maybe, maybe. but yeah he, he starts like hallucinating and, and and like seeing things in his head and then the government show up because they're just sort of round the corner for some reason <laughs> and and then they're like oh something's blipping up something's spiking on our whatever the fuck machine and <laughs> it it's tetsuo like sort of juicing up on power like his powers like making his head all all fucked um yeah. he can't control it at all uh and they also mentioned that he they're putting him on medication they're trying to t- uh treat him but he doesn't want to be treated and experimented on he wants to be free yeah yeah and then so and i'm getting lost in the plot points here but somehow yeah they take canada back and Canada is, oh, yes, I've just remembered now one of the, my favorite parts of the film. I didn't even write this down for some reason. Uh, when Tetsuo is in the hospital and the toys start moving. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. yeah. I really like yeah, that. That was, that was fantastic. That was really cool. Because like, cause the, the toys were the other three psychic children essentially playing with him like telekinetically trying to play a game with him, I guess. I thought it was quite yeah. interesting. I, I, it was a really good scene. You're quite right. Visually, it was incredible. I have to say, I think the whole film is visually incredible. Yeah, yeah, I agree as well. But, the, but, but that... this sequence really is something different. It, it is something else. Yeah. And then, yeah, they, they were like... Um... I think they even merged into one giant teddy bear thing at one point. And 
Well, is that not sort of, it might be foreshadowing something coming up later as well. Yes, I think you're yeah. right. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so then Tetsuo goes on like a massive rampage after like defeating these things, that I guess they're in his head. And he's trying to get to the other kids. By the way, these kids, did, did they ever specify why they're like old children? Is there anything about that? I, I think they're just like the psychic powers make them weak. Yeah. But they're at least all it is. But they would at least be, uh, let's say, so I think the event that destroyed Tokyo was supposed to be like 1988 or whatever, like the same year the film was made. And now it's 2019, so about 30 years are gone. So probably they were like kids at the time. So they'd probably be in their 40s by now. So I guess some somehow they stopped aging. They didn't go through puberty or grow up, like like to be physically taller or anything, but they physically became older in another way. You know what I mean? Which is mm. kind of strange. But maybe there was something done to stop them aging. Maybe if they got older, like there would have been something would have happened with their powers or something because Tetsuo is a teenager. So I don't know if there's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to say, but yeah, I'm, if they I'm were in their forties, they wouldn't have like whitish hair and look so, cause they look like they're uh, what seventies or something. Don't they? Well, they look like they're children, but they, they, yeah, they, they're, they have the skin quality of a, of a prune yeah i think it'd be interesting to find out maybe if we watch this uh series it might be revealed maybe there is more there but is I also there a like series we said there was like a free part thing didn't you no that's the manga oh sorry okay i got confused there it, maybe if we read the manga after we might learn why they are the way they are well apparently taika ytc has been talking about uh doing akira hmm i don't know i think they should leave it alone after i had what he did with four i don't know if i sh if he should be allowed to touch akira <laughs> leave it let's please leave it i i like it how it is i don't want someone to spoil my idea of it it's not necessary so yeah what happens next i think somehow maybe you remember this better than i do but somehow uh canada uh finds uh the girl that he likes again later right and he helps her escape yeah and he shoots someone he kills someone and then ah somehow like something to oh no i'm getting very confused there's something to do with basically they both need to go to the hospital to get tetsuo but i can't remember why well they're just gonna go save tetsuo aren't they Oh yeah, that that so that rampage starts when he does like um, he like explodes five doctors just by pushing them out the way, and then Tetsuo. Sorry, no, uh, Canada. Aren't they like coming in through the sewers or something? Yes, I'm I'm finding it hard to remember that, but they're in the sewers, and then there's like a glider thing, mm. and so they like hit the guy. They get the glider thing so they can. They can fly into the the hospital, but while they're doing that, uh, Tetsuo is like literally exploding everyone's brains, um, and becoming like power mad. Yeah, and then and when Tet when Canada finally does get there, 
him and Tetsuo actually have like a confrontation rather than a oh we're here to save you like he gets all pissed off and and unreasonable. You know, at this point in the film, it reminds me of Chronicle. Have you seen Chronicle? I have seen Chronicle. Yes. Yeah, I think Chronicle. Yeah, I, I think it draws from Akira on this. The idea of like uh, someone who's had it a bit rough in life suddenly being gifted some massive power and then just like you like using it to exact all their revenge and just becoming very power mad. Yeah, like you said. But I think yeah. there there are other films. I think this has been done before with other films and stuff, like where someone suddenly gets powerful and starts using it to get revenge and shit. Yeah, it won't be the the last time we'll ever see this. No, I like this film. It's fun. It's Me fun. Me too. Uh, I don't. You know, I I don't think it's like remotely uh, egregious in any way. It's easy to watch. It's fun. I was expecting the famous bike slide to be in a higher octane action sequence. I will say that much. I guess mm. I, I get. I guess the hype around this move me, movie made me believe that I should be expecting um, maybe a little bit more. But I still thought it was incredibly fun. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to tell. I'm just nitpicking here. Uh, yeah, I, I I really liked it. Could it be that it was one of the first like anime films to become internationally well known? Could that be why? What? What? Absolutely. What? What year was this? Eighty something. Eighty eight. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like this film absolutely. You know, I think without this film, we wouldn't have had this sort of, uh, you know, that when the Western uh production companies are just like you know what we're gonna buy the rights to all of these uh animes from japan we're gonna dub them here cut out anything inappropriate and market them to children and without that sort of uh, without akira coming out i don't think they would have had that mindset um without the success of akira sorry i don't think they would have had that mindset so we might not have gotten things like pokemon and stuff like that uh, over in the West, had it not been for Akira to break that sort of international market first. Mm. I think there might be something there. I don't know. I don't know enough about anime, but I have a feeling that might be the case. Mm. I mean, it definitely it definitely feels that way, for sure. Yeah. Can I say one uh, other thing that I noticed as well, before we talk about the end, that I thought was quite interesting? Um so the we as we mentioned earlier, the beginning of the film starts with like uh, an explosion in the city. It's being destroyed. The first thing you're thinking about of Japan is the atomic bomb. Of course, uh, with the city, yeah, with uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki being destroyed. And yeah, I was thinking it was a World War Three thing, but yeah, they explained that actually it was more related to this Akira guy who died. But I found it interesting that. Uh, after so like 30 years later the city is basically rebuilt and is even more technologically advanced than it was in the 80s and i think this is a very interesting idea because i think in the west whenever we think of an atomic weapon exploding somewhere we think that that's it everything is destroyed there's no going back that's the end 
but in Japan, uh, maybe it's more like you just, you rebuild and you keep going. Like, for example, like, uh, they didn't like when things are destroyed, like with Nagasaki and Hiroshima, they just con they continued and picked up. And now the country is doing even better than it was like a hundred years ago, if you know what I mean. So maybe like, this is a, quite a Japanese idea. Like the world doesn't end after things have been bombed. Mm -hmm. You just, you pick up and you keep going. But yeah, I think in the West, we really like, oh, it's done. You bomb London. It's done. It's never going to come back again. It's destroyed. It's a wasteland. It will be like mm. that forever. I don't know. Do you think that there is something about that there? I don't, or am I just yeah. bollocks? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that, yeah, that's a fair assumption to make. I'm not sure. I'm Cause this is the thing. I, I tried to look up uh, the guy who made it and I couldn't find anything about like his sort of intentions to, you know, including any of this really. I want, I, I wasn't sure if he was trying to be political or, if he was trying to say one thing or another, and I couldn't find much. I, w I won't lie, it was only a quick search just before we got on the call, but I couldn't find a great deal um, as to like how he reads this film. Mm. So, it's, so it's hard to say, but I think you, I think you, you make a fair point. It, it's hard not to make that, that comparison. Well, now I'm even thinking about, because we're going to talk about the ending now, I guess. Uh, I'm just thinking about how the ending also ties into that idea as well. Mm. Uh, shall we tell the listeners what happens at the end? Would you like to take the reins? Okay. So, um, while Canada is basically flirting with some girl, uh, Tetsuo is destroying the entire planet. <laughs> um, th there's a great shot where he just appears in flames. It's really cool. Uh, so he shows up in like the middle of the city and he puts on a cape. I forget where he got the cape. I think he's, he took it from a shop. Like it was either like a curtain or something. He just pulled it off and just wrapped it around his neck for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. For some reason, like he thought, yeah, you know what? Now that I'm a super villain, I'm going to rock a cape. Fuck it. <laughs> um, but I, I forget now. At some point, he got the information as to where Akira was was being held. So he, he's there now, and he's going to go get him. Go go find Akira. Um, and I've got in my notes here, Craig. I mean, I never watched Dragon Ball Z, but I guess this is basically it. There are some vibes. Actually, I think Dragon Ball Z slightly predates this film. Like the like, what was Dragon Ball before Dragon Ball Z? Uh, it may a little bit more. Perhaps, but it, but like in terms of like Tetsuo's power set and just yeah. his, his fucking haircut, yeah, it's very I... Dragon Ball Z. From at least from my, from what I, from the little I know of Dragon Ball Z, that's the vibe I got. I think Dragon Ball Z took influence from this definitely. Like it, it evolved from from this film mm. a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. Fair enough. I should really give it a go, Dragon Ball Z, maybe. At some point, maybe. Um, so while Tetsuo is basically destroying the entire city to try and find Akira, uh, Canada and the girl, they're like following the path of destruction behind him in order to find him. And then this is where Tetsuo, he uses telekinesis. We, we pull out this big giant metal container 
that says Akira on it. We open it up, we find out it's just little pieces that have been like dissected from the original Kira and he's been long dead. Um, so then uh, uh, Tetsuo's like disappointed and that, oh yeah, the army's there and they're all in tanks and shit surrounding him and stuff. And they call out to him like, are you satisfied now? Like there is no Akira, come back with us, we can help you sort of thing. Mm. Uh, and I think he just like Jedi mind Jedi mind crushes the fucking tank into like a ball, uh, and it and it blows up. But then uh, Canada shows up with a gun, with a a, a lasery kind of gun. Yeah, uh, that can run out of battery. Which yeah, like, that was kind of odd. Yeah. So they, they have this, like, confrontation where they're fighting each other. Canada proper holding his own against Tetsuo, like, super psychic guy, even though he all he is is just a motorcyclist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's never used this gun before, presumably, but he's, like, a dead shot with it. Um, he gets him dead on. It actually hits him. No, no one else, fully trained military men, have not been able to hit Tetsuo, but Canada, with one shot, can hit Tetsuo, and but again, uh, it ran out of battery. So the that was the last blast, Just... and for for some reason, the last blast doesn't blast you. Yeah, it just touches your shirt it's... and then stops. It, it aesthetically does it, but it does it doesn't do the job. <laughs> it's weird that re- that annoyed me. I will say that annoyed me. I didn't like that. Yeah, and I also mentioned at this point. There's always I don't know uh, what this is a kind of trope that I have noticed that's in this film, and I've seen it in other kind of anime stuff before. There's always like a one-on-one kind of thing. You have a super powerful bad guy uh, who's destroying everything. And they don't, people don't attack at once. There's like one by one. Yeah. Like, so Canada tries to kill him. And then a bit later, we're going to have that military guy try to kill him. And then you have uh, the whole thing with the, um, well, I won't spoil the ending, but like, it it always feels like it's everyone is like one by one trying to fight the super powerful guy. It's kind of strange. They're slowly building this climax up, I think. Like, because initially it made sense that they're like, they're chasing him down. They're trying to slow him down. But then when he finally gets to Akira, it's like, well, look, now you know there's nothing there. Just come back with us. Like, we can help you. But then after that, you're quite right. It's like, you should all just tag team him. You should all just get on it, get at him at once. Uh, you know, but yeah, that you're quite right. They all just sort of take their time. But we are building to that big climactic thing that you don't want to spoil. Yeah. And it's at this point so- as well. Uh, after Akira, uh, sorry, Canada fails to kill Tetsuo, we have that giant space laser. Space thing. laser beam, yeah. Laser beam. Yeah, laser. And, um, A laser beam. And Tetsuo flies up into space to destroy it. And then the piece is full. Like, so, like the, the ray of the laser starts flying everywhere and destroys a lot of the city and shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
kind of crazy. The, he, he just learns to fly to into space. He just by instinct, yeah, I guess. And yeah, he doesn't even consider that he won't be able to breathe out there. He just knows instinctually he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, also, he loses an arm there, doesn't he? The laser like melts his arm off. Yeah, and he gets a new arm by um, by like uh, any, any like mechanical shit nearby. Yeah, and I have a note on that in a second, uh, but I guess we're kind of already at that point now. So after this big conflict, the military completely fails to to destroy Tetsuo. Tetsuo has mm -hmm. destroyed a lot of Tokyo by destroying this giant laser. Uh, for some reason, then Tetsuo goes to like some kind of big stadium with the it's parts the, of Akira. It's the Olympic Stadium. That's where they hid Akira. Yeah. And then again, so we had the military oh, guy. But, but his old girlfriend's there for some reason. Yeah, she somehow finds him by herself. Yeah. Not like There's no one stopping anybody from reaching him they managed to no. get there and it's at this point um tetsuo starts going a bit like he can't control his abilities anymore and his uh, his metal his metal arm goes uh cronenberg style yeah it starts like a connecting to the he start he sits on like a little throne and it starts connecting to everything like becoming ingrained into it and the military guy tries to kill him with a gun. I don't know why he fucking thinks it's going to work, but he tries it. And some point around here, maybe you remember it better than me, Tetsuo makes a big transformation. I don't know. Do you want to explain it? Because I think you, you have a fresher memory because I watched this a few days earlier. Uh, yeah, I watched it a few days ago as well. I, oh, I, okay. seem to remember, I, I think like the, the psychics show up to help. Don't they? The little they psychic do. kids show up, or one of them shows up. Uh, but then, yeah, he does. He does turn into a giant monster after that point. Like he starts mutating, and then, like you can see in his face, he's like, "Oh shit! Hang on a minute! I'm proper mutating now." Oh, oh fuck! Oh fuck! And like that's when he's like, he actually does say to Canada, "Like help me," or mm. does he say, "Kill me," or? I definitely remember him saying, help me. Yeah. Does he kill his girlfriend here by accident? He she does, yeah. Stuck. The the girlfriend gets sucked in and then uh, Canada gets sucked in. But uh, we hear Tetsuo like commentate. He basically narrates the entire process of the girl dying. Presumably to Canada. Therefore, she can hear her own death being narrated just before she dies. That's weird. Which I thought, thought it was pretty morbid, yeah. But Canada gets out, um, and then the true Akira appears. Yeah. And also at this point, what, what was kind of strange for me, uh, so Tetsu we established earlier, Tetsuo has um, made himself a new robotic arm kind of like our yeah. scrap pieces and so but as he expands like the also the mechanical parts also seem to expand did you notice that as well yeah but yeah. surely there was only so much metal in him like those bits that he uh used for his arm but he gets so large 
and all these like so much more of him is mechanical and i'm wondering like where did that come from how did, why why is he becoming so mechanical as well Ooh. at the same time where, where did any of this fucking cronenberg bit come from we literally never got any whisper of anything remotely like this would would even be possible in this universe up until this moment in the film i don't know well like but... I, I i felt i felt that this bit as as cool as it is it's you know i thought it was very mad i did i i, I as much as there's like sidekicks throughout the whole film, this bit just felt a bit too ridiculous for me. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I didn't understand what was happening though. I didn't know why it was happening. I, I all I really knew was, oh, he's he's lost control of his powers. But okay, so losing control of your powers makes you a giant Cronenberg fetus monster. Basically, that seems to be what's happening. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. He didn't take his medication, and now, now he's yeah. all over the place. But I like what you just said. I didn't understand what was happening, but I thought it was cool. I think you should put that on a shirt. <laughs> it is cool, though. Yeah, no, I, I have to say that I don't, I, I can't knock too many points off because, yeah, I didn't really catch it. Like, but at the same time, I really enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, and then Akira rocks up, the real Akira. I think, like, the test tubes with its pieces get smashed or something. They get smashed and then he can come back for some reason. Um, and the light from him, the light that emanates from him, uh, basically fixes everything. Um, Still destroys Tokyo, though. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, it's another... Ex yeah. So there's like a big ball of light and they all get sucked into the light. Well, Te uh, Tetsuo gets sucked in, Canada gets sucked in. And then the, the psychics. Yeah, the, the psychics are like, well, we'll go in and then we'll be able to get Canada out because he doesn't deserve to be in there. But does Tetsuo even deserve to be in there? Like we know he only went mad because like the, the superpowers like corrupted him and made him mental. Well, it's not his fault. Yeah, but I don't think they have a choice because now he's so powerful that he can't control it. He needs to be taken. Yeah. He needs to go. I guess so. Well, yeah, they save Canada then. And mm. then the, so, so Tetsuo and his girlfriend have to die or at least transcend to another plane of existence. That's what I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, well, I'm not sure about his girlfriend because she got killed before she was crushed to death mm. right but yeah. Tetsuo I think would then because they then go to start a new universe basically don't they yeah there's a very very a very 2001 space odyssey ending here yeah <coughs> yeah I, again yeah we also forget about the influence of that film as well because I think also there was some influence mm. from what I read for Ghost in the Shell um 2001 space odyssey was also apparently an influence but yeah i also you can see it here again uh yeah those two films blade runner well, 2001 space odyssey although even though this ball of light destroys tokyo right mm. and like and we get to see the landscape of tokyo after this explosion uh because this explosion created a new universe so it would have to have been a big one. Um, 
How are there survivors? There are people alive. Yeah, maybe the destruction should have been bigger than that. Yeah. I, 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 the, when you look at all the buildings in that final shot, how are there anyone even close to alive? How That's is there the anyone? There shouldn't be. You get the feeling no. that maybe the destruction uh, from the beginning of the film would have been bigger than the destruction that they got now. Hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah. But I, but, but I do like this sort of interesting ending of like, uh, you know, they they sort of go off into another universe, into another uh, dimension or they plane of existence. Yeah, I imagine they basically kind of became like gods and rebuilt. Yeah something yeah started over which yeah. also by the way it, now, really now big think, ideas yeah it reminds me a bit of stranger things in uh the, i think like the fourth uh, season you haven't watched I've it never, have you i've never yeah. seen it no well it, the whole idea of going to a new universe reminds me of uh one of the seasons but yes and can i just also say because we're close to ending now i think uh mm. my last note like, why have I never seen this film before? Like, it's amazing. I love watching it. Like, I know, I know we've, we've nitpicked a lot, by the way, but I don't care. I still really like it. I don't care about yeah. the nitpicking shit. I will watch this again and really like it. I, I really like this film. I think I mentioned earlier that I like this film so much that my rating for it, uh, where I rate it, I, I think I'm going to have to reduce Ghost in the Shell's rating in order to rate this properly. Because this is a lot better than Ghost in the Shell, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I I still like Ghost in the Shell, but I enjoyed watching Akira a lot more. Yeah, th this is a much more enjoyable film. It toys with big ideas, but doesn't like it, it, it's it doesn't let that it, it's not I, i'll tell you what it is with ghosts in the shell i think there's a lot of um uh that there'll be either style or substance not a balance of the two whereas this one like i think there's a lot of uh, like a lot of balance of both where they might talk about big ideas but then it's still centered into a really grounded character driven story and so i yeah i i really cared about canada as a character i cared about tetsuo as a character i liked the peripheral characters as well um that's not something i can say for ghost in the shell yeah besides baku i, I like baku but that were it I, batu 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 but I, I agree i think you've you've knocked it right on the head there like i can't say anything to uh, disagree or anything to what you just said. I think you got it right there. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just a lot more enjoyable while still having big ideas. It's like yeah. Ghost in the Shell felt, no, you can only have big ideas. But it's like, no, you can have big ideas and still be fun and stylistic and absolutely uh, relatable, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I also have to knock down my rating of Ghost in the Shell. Well, I, I think I'm I'm now I'm now going to make Ghost in the Shell a six out of ten movie. Oh, oh, oh! That's uh, that's a, that's a scathing one. That's scathing. I thought that six point 
All right, 6.5 then, 6.5. Because I'll say this, I'm still going to put Ghost in the Shell at least a 7, at least. I think I already gave it a 7. Did you? Or 7.5. Hmm. Something like that. But like, because this is the thing, this film is going to get a 7.5 from me. Really? I was, yeah. I, I was going to put this one at maybe an 8, actually. I think Akira is an 8. I mean, it could, like I said, it could be an eight. It could be an eight. But for me, I'm going to go 7.5 because I, spoiler alert, I have watched the next film in uh, anime month. And that's what I, like, you know, uh, there's been new bars set for me this month for anime. And I think for, for what I have experienced this month, I don't want to spoil the next episode, but I think this one is a 7.5 for me. Definitely for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to be even. I'm going to keep... I'm going to keep Ghost in the Shell between 7 and 7.5, but I'm going to put Akira at least an 8. It's a solid 8, in my opinion. Maybe I'm being too harsh putting Ghost in the Shell down to a 6.5, but I think Akira is significantly better... And I'm sure there must be films slap bang in the middle that I would I think call so. a seven. Do you want to know the actual rating? Oh my God. <laughs> the actual. Well, I, I assume the rating is lower than Ghost in the Shell. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I gave it an eight. It's actually got an eight on IMDb. Ah, so I was expecting to get that. Maybe I already knew that, but subconsciously forgot it. I don't know. Uh, possible. Ghost in the Shell is 7.9 actually hmm i mean ghost in the shell is the highest rated on rotten tomatoes yeah but but akira sounds like the highest on imdb maybe there's something rated higher than akira there could be and i wouldn't be surprised to be honest Mm -mm. there's an awful lot of anime out there there is and I feel kind of a bit stupid because I don't know. I do think sometimes people judge anime and, and, and people who like anime. Like, eh, yeah. They look down on yeah. it. Me. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, me. Yeah. Me too as well. I, but like, I, I'm learning I, that I, I shouldn't be like that. <laughs> yeah. I was very like, oh, I can't be asked to watch anime. I, I never really want like the, the few times I bothered. I'm like, oh, okay, this is all right. I love Death Note. I really enjoy uh, One Punch Man. But I, I wasn't looking forward to anime month this month, Craig. But now, after watching after watching a couple, I, I'm very happy yeah. with anime. And I think, I think we'll be watching a few more anime for, over the course of Phil Shrapnel's life. I, I very much enjoyed it. And I'm definitely going to be more open-minded with anime in the future. Mm, me too. On that bombshell, it is time to say goodbye. Um, do check us out on the app formerly known as Twitter, at Film Shrapnel, capital F, capital S. We're on YouTube. We're on TikTok. We've got other social medias. Uh, you can find us on Audible now as well. We're on Audible if you want to download us. Um, Craig, are we anywhere else? Um, we're on so many different podcast platforms that I really cannot keep track like i've tried to find the links and stick them everywhere it's just an impossible task 
But yeah, base, yeah you, you can pretty much find us everywhere. Uh, all the major platforms. Uh, so yeah, whatever is best for you to listen to us, we're probably there. So we're yeah, keep listening. There. And until next time, bye. bye. Shrapnel!